Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Kingdom Life with Matt Boshears. I hope that this week's podcast encourages, inspires, strengthens, and most of all, gives you a deeper understanding of the kingdom of heaven. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel so you don't miss out on any of the episodes. And if you think someone else needs to hear about this podcast, please go and share it. Now, let's get into this week's podcast. Hey everyone, hoping you're having a great uh, day. Today we're going to be looking at Romans. Um, And just to be honest, there has been so much going on in this, and I I just can't, uh, I can't wait to share this with you. Uh, One of the things that I've, it kind of hit me was that uh, a lot of Paul's letters uh, like in Romans to um, the Corinthian church, uh, in Ephesians, in Galatians, that they are meant to be sat down and read in one sitting, like in one setting. It's not like, oh, I'm going to read chapters 1 through 7 and then 7 through whatever uh, later. it You know, when he wrote this, it was... Here's a letter. They're going to sit down and read this in one setting. It was a dialect. And it, uh, it was something that he was saying from A to Z. And when I I, I came across this, uh, this tran- a transition, um, because when I s- saw this, uh, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Um, and it changed the way that I read Scripture. Uh, especially the New Testament, especially these letters. Um, and I want to talk to more about law versus faith in Jesus Christ. I know I talked about it before, but I want to dive more into it because I believe that this is so important that we need to understand um, and get in our hearts. Are we living by the law or are we living by faith in Jesus Christ? Because if we are living um, by the law, we are the, we are technically living by false doctrine in our lives. Because it's not the way that we are supposed to be living our life right now. We're, we're not supposed to be living a life that is ruled by the law, by ruled by your do's and your don'ts, your these and the vows, um, specifically that we have to be doing this and doing that because we have to have a life that is pleasing to God. Because if it doesn't, then we're going to find ourselves in separation uh, from him. And if we're doing that, then we are wrong in our thinking. We're wrong in our hearts, and therefore we are limited on what we are truly doing and how we are living. And I'm going to talk about this. And and so we're in Romans right now. Uh, I tell you, I've been reading Galatians too, and it's just there's so much here that I never really looked at. And my when my eyes were opened. Uh, to, to all this, it, it just it just set it just set me on a different uh, trajectory, um, and so I want to talk about so like Romans. I'm in Romans two right now, and the scripture, and I'm starting at verse twelve, and it says, "All who sin apart from the law will also perish apart from the law, and all who sin under the law." will be judged by the law. Verse 13. 
For it is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law who will be declared righteous. Now, I've actually heard uh, this scripture uh, before and preached and pushed that you know we need to make sure that we're obeying God's word. We need to make sure that we are hiding his word in our heart that we might not sin against him, which I believe that by disobedience will cause separation from God. And there's plenty of proof within the pages to show that. But what, I'm dis- what I disagree with is the why. And the why says everything. And you ask yourself, why are you why do you live the life that you live? Why do you do what you do? Why do you don't do what you don't do? And depending on your answer states whether you are living by law or you are living by faith in Jesus Christ. Because if I was just to look at this scripture by itself, it's in the Bible, it's true. So therefore, I need to be living a life where I need to be obeying the law and I'll be declared righteous. I need to be obeying. I need, I need to live out of obedience, 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 obedience. And that gets pushed a lot. You know, obey God's will, find God's will for your life, you know, obey his word. And which I, again, believe that we need to be obedient I do. But it's pushed a lot of times, I believe, in a way that is law-related and not faith in Jesus Christ. Because when we look at what we're doing, obedience looks a lot different in faith than does a law. Okay? Let's, Let's talk about this. Okay? Going down the highway... Speed limit is uh, 70 miles an hour. If I am if I am driving 70 because I think, okay, they've set this in place. I'm doing this because... Let me back up. Let me back up real quick. Let's set the stage. There are two reasons that you will go 70 miles an hour. There, there, there's two reasons, okay, that people will do 70. One is the person that uh, believes they have set that standard. They, they've set that speed limit because they believe that is what the safe speed is and they want to be safe and they've got their family in the car and they're, uh, they're driving, they're in, control in this set, they're in control of their family getting to their destination. So they drive the speed limit because they are safe and uh, they want to make sure that those around them, that they're contributing to their safety as well. Okay. Then they have, then there are the other type of people that do 70 and that's the, they only do 70 when there's a cop. When they see that cop, they slow down to 70 miles an hour because they don't want the ticket. They don't want to get, they don't want the consequences, the repercussions 
that will be given to them by the authority for not doing 70. So yes, both people are correct in doing this in doing 70 miles an hour, but the why is completely different. One is driven by law and consequence, and the other one is driven by safety and wanting to do what is right because of they care, they love. They want to keep those around them safe. And they actually enjoy doing what they're doing. So if I just look at two here, I'm thinking, okay, I need to be obeying the law here. And But I want to show something. When we get to chapter 3 here in this letter, and in verse 20, okay, it says, Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. <laughs> what? But it just said in chapter 2 that, For it is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law who will be declared righteous. But now we see in verse uh 20 of chapter 3, it says, Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. What? And that is why people say that there's contradiction in the Bible. It's like, no, 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 no. You have to read what is being said here. Paul then says, Through the law, we become conscious of sin. So, what we have to understand here is that Paul is writing this letter to the Roman church, okay, to, to those who've been converted um, and who are following Christ. But what has been pushed ever since, when you go back to um, Leviticus, and when God handed down the law to Moses, is that there were things that you had to do, there were things that you needed to do so that you would live a life that was pleasing and honoring to God. And that we saw the law there as a way of this is what we need to be doing. And so in the first few verses and chapters here in Romans, Paul is setting that stage. This is what he's talking about. He, he's, he's talking them in a way that they understand, that they know. They've been living by the law. They know they've seen those living by the law. They know what it is. But then he switches here. And he says, But now a righteousness from God apart from the law has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. And I, and I looked at this, and this is like a transition here. And when I saw this, I was like, oh my gosh. This, this chapters, the first chapters here, if I were just to read them at, just as they are, I would think that this was applying, that I need to apply this to my life. But then when I see here in chapter 3, where it says, but now... But, okay, let's take it, um, 
let's go back to English class. Like when you see the word but, it's kind of like that thing that is like, it's like a switch, like it's like an alternate. Um, hey, where do we need to put uh, these boxes? Well, they go over there, but it's full, so we need to put them over here. Um, you do this. Um, today I mow the grass, but it was raining. I couldn't. That but is showing. Okay, something. There's a difference here. There's something. There's a different way to go now. There's something that is saying switch a direction. There's a conflict. Okay. Uh, there's, you know, maybe not conflict, but there's something else going on here that we need to look at. But it, you know, but this area is full, but it's raining. But now a righteousness from God, apart from the law, has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. And this is why the context of scriptures and reading is so important. To understand that I am not made righteous righteous through obeying the law. I am made righteous and I become the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. And that this, this is what applies to me. Instead of focusing on the law and living my life that is in just constant obedience to the law so that I will live a life that is pleasing because that is saying that I have to earn his approval. That is a do mentality. I have to do A, B, and C so that God will look upon me with with eyes that are pleasing, with acceptance, with honor. And that's not the way that we are to live our life and that the attitude that we are supposed to have. We are to have the mentality, we are to have the the mindset that I want to live a life that I don't find myself separated from Christ because of how much I love him because of the covenant that I am in with him that I don't want to do anything that would separate that and it's it it's it because it becomes a relation relationship It, it, it becomes something that I, I, I know intimacy with him. And, and to talk more on, on, like on this law, you know, and, and like it says that uh, through the law we became conscious of sin. And I want to talk about verse uh, chapter 5 and 
verse 12 here, and it says, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in all this way, death came to all men, because all sinned. For before the law was given, sin was in the world, but sin does not take into account where there is no law. And I, I'm going to go back to a you know, speed limit. Um, every road has a speed limit. Every road, whether you saw it, was aware of it, the road that you're traveling has a speed limit on it. Now, if you're in the car listening to this right now, the road that you're on has a set speed that the state has deemed this is what is approval. This is what is approved on this road, and whether you saw the sign or not, whether it was made known to you or not, there is a speed limit. But when I'm driving down the road. And then all of a sudden I see that, that speed limit sign. I am now made aware and know what that speed limit is. And if I'm cruising down there and I'm going over the speed limit, I am now known that the, what I am doing is incorrect. The way that I'm living is incorrect. My attitude is incorrect. What I am doing in essentially separates me from God. And what that's saying is, before the law was there, the sin was sin. Cain did not know. Um, you know, Cain was not given a law book that said, "Hey, you're not supposed to sin. You're not supposed to kill. Hey, yo, you're not supposed to have envy in your heart. Hey, uh, you probably should. You know, you're not supposed to be jealous." That, that's, you know, you need to have compassion, love. But it rose up in his heart because that was what happened when sin entered the world that we were then separated and sin entered our lives and the flesh rose up and said, I'm going to do what I want to do, not what, not what is supposed to be done to where I can stay in his presence. And we have to live our life in a way where we are not driven by consequences, but we are driven by relationship. We're driven by love. We have an understanding that we have died to sin. We have died to the law. And that I've entered into something new with him and through him. That I I now overcome. I, I now have an adversary. I now have victory. I don't have to be bound. I don't have to be chained up. I don't have to live this certain way. I don't have to be restricted, but I am now loosed. I am free. I am free through him. And then you look at verse 15 here in Romans. It says, but the gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespass of the one man, Adam, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace 
of the man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many. Again, the gift of God is not like the result of one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. And we have to understand that Adam brought sin, and Jesus took sin. And I don't know about you, but I would rather live my life in a relationship and in a covenant, what we call, you know, he is the bride. We are the bride of Christ. And he loves me. And I submit myself unto him because of that love that I have. I obey the, the word and I, and I live a certain way and I obey what he has or what he has said because I understand why. I understand that, you know, I need to keep my anger in check because anger causes situations that put you in worst case scenario, you know, you could find yourself in a place to where you're acting out of it and you hurt someone, you hurt yourself. Uh, you, you, you know, destroy things. You, you put yourself in harm's way. I don't go around uh, sleeping around because I could get, because there's a reason, you know, he said, you know, like, hey, you should probably only sleep in, you should probably only have sex with your spouse inside marriage, the covenant of marriage, because if not, then we create situations where people are now having kids with uh, people that they're not married to, and it creates split homes. It creates situations for kids that are unpleasant. You could get, you could catch um, some type of disease because you're sleeping around with everybody. And then now here we are in these situations and caught up in these things because we did not obey scripture. But I understand that through Christ, I have life, life more abundant. I'm not restricted by law as a way of, I can't do this and I can't do that. But I have found that my life now has purpose, has meaning. I have fullness in everything else. And what I do and do not do is a result of my intimacy with him. And, you know, and we look at it, you know, how uh, Christ and the church, it's, 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 talked, it's, it's a marriage. I, talk, and I just said that, you know, he's the, we are the bride of Christ. He is, he is the bridegroom. And when two people get married, they enter into a covenant with one another that says, I am only yours, you are only mine. And for some, they honor that. For some, they don't. 
But what we need to look at here is do some state faithful to their spouse because they don't want to go through a divorce? They don't want the heartache. They don't want the argument. Or some just flat out aren't faithful. They begin to talk more in depth and have those deep conversations with with um, a coworker or somebody else, and you know it leads to emotional um, intimacy and um, understanding with each other. And then they find themselves in a place that they don't need to be. And then we have those who have said, I am faithful to my spouse because of the intimacy that we have. And I can't imagine doing anything with anybody else other than my spouse because I love them. I'm I'm clinging to them. They are mine and I am theirs. I'm faithful because of what we have. And so this is kind of just what I would like to ask you today. This is kind of, I know it may not have been real in depth. It may not have been really great, but I want to push here. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why do you, why do you obey scripture? Why do you, why are you raising your kids to do what they do? Why do you teach them right from wrong? Yes, it's because so they don't find themselves in situations or find yourself in situations that um, could get you behind bars, uh, could get you in financial trouble. But what about the small things? Why don't you watch certain movies? Why don't you talk a certain way? Why don't you drink a certain substance? Why are you doing what you're doing? And why are you not doing what you're not doing? Is it because you don't want the consequences? Or is it out of relationship with him? And if you're finding yourself in constant worry that what you do or don't do is going to put you in a place that's not pleasing, then you could be you might be caught in a mindset of doing through the law. And what you do or don't do to make yourself pleasing before God is saying that you have to earn, you have to walk a certain line to get from God or get from Christ. Love. Appreciation, approval. 
Now, God may not always approve of what we say or what we do. In our actions, we, you know, we have, you know, fleshly desire. And sometimes we act inappropriately. But it does not mean that he disapproves of us. Or he is dissatisfied with us. We have been made his righteousness through Jesus Christ. We don't have to prove ourselves to him. We won't have to prove that we love him. What we need to do is have relationship and intimacy with him. And by that, we honor him, love him, and live a life that becomes pleasing because of where we are finding ourselves in him. I hope this has kind of brought some things for you to think about. Um, if you have anything you'd like to say or add or any questions, uh, feel free to email me at kingdomlifewithmattboshears at gmail.com. We'd we'll love to hear from you guys. You guys have a great week and God bless.